Hey everyone, and welcome back to BPX Breakroom. Broadcast live each Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern in Twitter spaces at Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. A show that breaks down all the opportunities and explanations in the Block Packs ecosystem. I'm Discord user Jen Khan, not just host of BPX Breakroom, but also one of the largest whales in the BPX ecosystem. And now, without further delay, let's hear from this week's guest co-host. Thank you, Slappy. Um, this is Chris, and uh, better known as Hawkwind, um, and I've been around for a little while. Uh, and when I was asked to actually do the show, uh, I was asked, who do I want on? And I said right away, Carol Fine or Carolyn. So I want to ask, um, what I wanted to do is do a little bit differently, I think, than we've done in the past, which is ask more for really to see the start, rise, and future of BPX through her eyes, including challenges that help motivate her, um, some some uh, insightful questions and um, answers, more on the business side of it and the challenges and what's gone right and wrong and so on. So with that said, can you hear me all right, Carofine? I can. I'm all good. That's, can you hear me? I am. So don't be nervous. Awesome. I swear I won't do that hard of questions, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, with that said, why don't you tell us how you first start um, got involved with BPX? Just real quick. How did it begin? Sure. Um, so I guess I feel like I've um, possibly mentioned this before, but for those of you who might not know, I have been working for Jeff Eve Frenchie on Twitter or Frenchie in Discord. Most of you guys already know him. Um, but I have been working for him for six years now. And when I started originally, um, I actually worked for the ad agency side of things and focused on marketing. So about two years ago, a little bit over two years now, when we started um, Web3 and crypto, I made the team and I just haven't looked back since then. Excellent. That's um, that's some really concise, which is really good. I wanted to mention that Carofine has another engagement at, at uh, 30 minutes in. So we're going to keep this rolling pretty quickly. Um, and that was a very good prompt response. Thank you. Um, but I do have a question. I've wondered this. What, what did you do in the beginning versus what you do now? How has it changed? I love that question because I feel like a lot of people ask me, you know, when people are like, what do you do? And I tell them I work in the crypto industry. They're like, okay, well, specifically, what do you do? And I was like, well, I think I speak for everyone in Web3 when I say that, you know, when you work full time in Web3, you wear many hats on a daily basis. So it's kind of hard to answer that. But I would say that, you know, the things that I've added to my portfolio or skill base and so on are, you know, are aligned with the type of things that BPX and block packs roll out, right? So I guess one prime example is if you look at Bantams and Wonders of the First and so on and everything that we're creating there when we're talking TCG and so on, I can honestly say that you know, I don't have a lot of experience when it comes to creating TCGs. And thankfully, there's Kisher, who's actually in the audience, who's handling most of that. But I would say that that's 
one example, right? Um, the TCGs are not something that I was working on when I first started with BPX and Frenchie, but it is something that now I am gaining more insight and experience with. That's great. Yeah. And of course, uh, like you said, your hats change um, all the time and you actually take upon a lot of stuff. As you guys grow bigger, though, there'll be probably more specialization going on. And one thing I think the community sees you as is one of the faces of um, forward facing with all of us, the community, one of the major um, faces of BPX. So um, you engage and you bring a lot to the community. You inform us, you help fix things, you take our everything from our suggestions to our grievances. And all of that is really appreciated and actually really needed. This, um, I think I've mentioned this before, but this isn't the Frenchie show. This is the PPX show. And you're a part of really making that such a success. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, is be able to really drill into to your aspect of it and how you um, rose and grew through BPX. So that's kind of um, a little bit more of the background. Um, but what I really have is, what's your motivations? What drives you? What, what makes you successful within BPX? So to be honest, well, and I am someone who's extremely uh, driven and ambitious naturally. I am someone that loves to set goals and achieve those goals and then continue to challenge myself and grow. And I feel like there are so many things that within crypto and Web3 allow me to do that and push boundaries there. But I think one of my biggest motivators, which you kind of touch base on, you know, with me being so close and involved with the community, which thank you for what you said, by the way. <laughs> um, but one of my biggest driving factor is you guys, you know, the community. It's I feel like I know this is going to sound cheesy, but I really feel like you guys have become my family day in and day out. You, you're the people that I talk to the most other than, you know, my coworkers and um, friends at home. But it's just it, see being interacting with you guys every day, hearing your feedback, you know, hearing what you guys are looking for, what you guys want more of, less of. Um, what you're excited about, you know, suggestions from you guys, all of that is really kind of what has been adding to my motivation and wanting to do better and create those things and take that feedback and iterate on it. And just um, really, you know, that community aspect has been really a big driving factor for me. And it shows. And um, when you love something and you're working on it, that love usually comes through, especially when you're really good at something. And that really shows when you actually engage and interact with the community and how much you care about us. So I do appreciate that. And I'm sure everyone listening does also. Um, here's a one for you. Can you give an example of something that was very fulfilling for you at BPX? Just some example of some specific instance or thing that happened. Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I think, well, here, I think, I think one of the things actually, and I'm not sure if that's the type of answer you're looking for. So let me know if not, and I can um, pivot and change my answer. But I think one of the things I'm very proud of and that I really appreciate is our retention rate. So looking at, you know, from drop to drop and who participates in the drop and who comes back and 
continues to participate in the drop. And, you know, now we got to look at auctions and who's bidding in the auction and coming back to bid. And that retention rate with block packs and BPX has been something that I'm very proud of. It's been something that's very high. We have a great retention rate, which to me shows that not only do we have an awesome product here that people enjoy, but we also have an amazing community that keeps people engaged daily daily and chatting and Discord and Twitter. And I feel like out of all the accomplishments that we have and are proud of, um, our retention rate is something that comes to mind right away when you ask that. That's great. Yeah. And, and retention rate shows a lot, right? It shows everything from success of the business to actually success of the people that you're trying to engage and continually engage um, and then wanting to come back and that you listen a lot to, to the people. Because if you don't listen and change as you go along, especially with the feedback loop that's created with the people that use it, then you're probably going to fail. So again, I think that's a, that's a great insight into you and also into the success of BPX. And actually goes into the next one, which is, um, so most businesses have the key metrics. Um, sometimes they're called KPIs, um, key performance indicators. And you mentioned one, obviously, being retention rate. What else uh, uh, is BPX looking at that's really important at this stage of your um, of the business life of BPX? At this stage where you're doing acquisitions and acquiring and trying to set up the uh, businesses within, what are the metrics that you guys look at and why? <clears throat> That's also a good question. Uh, so I we look at a variety of different things. Um, obviously, retention rate is a big one. And, you know, when it comes to retention rate, too, I guess that can also incorporate and include, you know, our geeks and how active they are. That's definitely something that we look at, right? So um, how many of our geeks are active? How many of our geeks are buying into the drops or bidding into auction? So that's definitely something we look at. Um, obviously, we, you know, I, as I mentioned, I started here with Frenchie as mostly focusing in marketing and the ad agency. So there's a lot of metrics there that we look at when it comes to marketing our ads, our uh, email flows and so on. So, you know, it's good to see like people's click through rate, people's um, opening rate on our emails. Um, so all of that is really useful, but I guess all in all, I would say retention rate and probably engagement rate, which is not one that necessarily would be useful for everyone. But I guess for us, it's super useful because it gives us some insight on, you know, do we have, too much going on? Do we have too little going on? Um, are people missing certain announcements? Are we doing great, you know, explaining things, making sure that certain events are available to everyone and so on. So I would say like engagement and retention are two metrics that we really do look at. And then um, obviously another one is onboarding, which is um, as you guys know, something that we focus on and that we feel we do a great job at and will continue to improve and hopefully add to the ecosystem. But, you know, how many wallets do we add per drop 
and how many new Discord users do we add? Are these users engaged and so on? So all of those are kind of um, useful for us. Sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> no, that's great. And that's really important. If you were to just say, what would be like the one or two key metrics for this year for BPX? This year, uh, definitely onboarding and retention. Okay. That's what it seemed like. Thank you. And let's uh, pause for a moment. Um, and see if there's any questions from uh, our audience at all. Anybody who wants to ask questions or come up on stage and ask a question, please uh, go ahead and do so. Slappy will handle that aspect because I'm such a noob at this. And I'll wait, um, just interrupt me if there is anybody that needs to ask the questions. Will do. Great. Um, let's continue on. I've got some more questions for you. We're about the 15 or halfway mark on our talk today. Again, it's a little bit more limited this time, but we're going to be nice and concise and, and get through it. Here's a good one for you. Are you ready? Because this one's usually a hard one. This one is, what, what's a demotivator for you? Jobs aren't always fun. There's things that are challenging. There's things that you need to do that you don't necessarily want to, but you have to. What is a demotivator for you within the Web3 space? I'm not going to lie. That's a really tough question to answer just because I feel like I'm very lucky in the sense that not only do I love my job, but I also love my boss. I love my coworkers. I love um, my office culture. There are so many different aspects that I love. So it's kind of hard to find a demotivator. Um, I guess one of the things I would say that kind of bums me out about my job sometimes is that um, a lot of people around me, including friends and families or people that I meet, have a very closed-minded um, attitude towards crypto, and they have a very defined definition of what they think crypto is and what NFTs are and so on. And it just... Um, that part is a little bit deflating to me sometimes. There's a lot of people that don't even know what the blockchain is or what it means or that it exists. And a lot of people don't realize the opportunities and the technology that we have here and what we're accomplishing, what we're doing, what we're creating. And it's kind of upsetting to see people just, you know, kind of chalk it up to like, a, you know, right click JPEGs. That's, that's all it is. Or, um, so I think that would be the, if you can call that a demotivator, I think that would probably be, be my main thing. Yeah, me. that's really good. And I think that's something a lot of us share. Um, you know, we're, a lot of us that are listening to this and have been in Discord and are engaged quite a bit in there, you know, we're pioneers in the sense that um, we believe in this and we're in there in the beginning. And we all feel a challenge to that. So that's something that I know we talk about, discuss, that you guys take a lead on with the onboarding, is how do we have that conversation? How can we uh, start influencing people's minds and attitudes towards crypto, towards blockchain, towards Web3? And more importantly, how do we talk to them? What kind of language do we use? What actually connects with them? So any more that you guys can do on that from a BPX perspective to help us, the community, to be able to reach out to our friends and family would be great. And then the community, whatever is successful. Um, I know like uh, B Jamps talks about things that he tweets and what's good and what's not. Um, those kind of things that we can share as a community also will help all of us. So again, I appreciate that. 
Let's move on to the um, a little bit differently. And if anybody has any questions, wants to come on stage, ask questions, please, more than welcome to. I talk a lot. Caraphine loves to talk to, as you can probably tell, but we'll make an exception <laughs> for anyone that would love to ask a question. I got to say, you're crushing it, though. I don't know if you've done this before or if you do this often, but you're doing great. Thanks. And uh, I might have done it a few times in the past. Um, uh, and so let's go on to the next one, which is, what was hard or challenging in the beginning days of BPX? Ooh, good question. I guess the, if I think about this, I guess two things come to mind. So, you know, obviously there is the learning curve of crypto in general, which is, you know, to kind of learn about it. What is the blockchain? What um, you know, what is it capable of? And I don't even know that we have quite even answered that ourselves. Um, but I think that was one of the main things, obviously, just learning this different technology and finding out more about it and so on. And then I think the other thing was the speed at which things move in this space. Um, so I think that was also mm -hmm. kind of a big thing. Like, I feel like people are just, and I heard this the other day, actually in a podcast, I think it, it was one of those things where like in web three, it seems like companies are coming out with something and then they are building with the community as opposed to web three, when they are done building and have a product and release it then. Mm. So I feel like there are so many different expectations by, you know, building a project and a company, transparently with a community and there are different, you know, expectations and timelines and so on that kind of create this environment of when, when, when's the next thing, right? When's the next thing? When is this happening? Mm -hmm. And just constantly moving really quickly, um, which is not necessarily a negative thing, but it just, it was definitely a big adjustment and a learning curve at first. Yeah. So it sounds like it was more, Hey, I didn't realize that it was going to be this way, but those same challenges from the beginning are still here today. You just have the experience and understanding and, um, and ability to handle them better, but those are still there. Um, and they probably will be for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we're slowing down anytime soon, which is totally fine. <laughs> so can you take a guess? You guys do, I'm sure a lot of internal meetings um, and a lot of planning, especially strategic planning and tactical planning. Um, what have you guys identified is going to be harder, challenging going forward that you might not have right now? <clears throat> That's a also good goodness. You're full of good questions today. I think <laughs> I think the the main thing that we've focused on that we're going to continue to focus on that is at the root of a lot of what we're doing is growing our community and growing our ecosystem, right? And how do we do that? Uh, obviously onboarding and onboarding involves a lot of different things, you know, and mainly with the auctions. I know that Frenchie has talked about this, but um, making, you know, reducing the amount of friction there is in our auctions for normies, quote unquote, people who are not necessarily familiar with Web3 to come and bid seamlessly and have a great experience and not have to um, go through the hoops and obstacles that there may be because of Web3. So I think, I think onboarding is going to be kind of this ongoing 
effort to for us to find ways to increase awareness and smooth out the onboarding process. Yep, that makes perfect sense. And I think we have our first question of the day. Ninja, is that, um, do you have a question? Yeah, hey, how are, how's it going? Great. Good. Um, mind if I ask a question about the AI contest? Please go right ahead. Just note the, um, try to make it concise just because of our limited time today. Yeah. Um, I just wondered, uh, how was it selecting because there was so many good ones and what made the decision to go with 25 instead of more or less? Excellent. Caroline. Awesome. Yeah, totally. So, uh, I don't know that I, I didn't post much information about that. I get, um, in discord, I don't think in my announcement, I did say that it was kind of wild. We had, you know, over, I think, off the top of my head, it was over 5,000 votes, upvotes in the top 100 AI art entries. So I think, first of all, it went great. The selection process, you know, we went, we mainly leaned on um, you guys' votes and let you guys decide the top. And from there, we wanted to make sure that this felt unique and exclusive and limited and we didn't want it to become this bigger kind of collection that was very repetitive. Um, we felt like the top 25 was a great number and kind of allowed um, those people that really participated and went all out and sent numerous AI miners um to win and get a piece of the pie there and we we just thought it felt right there um so hopefully you guys agreed to i haven't really heard any feedback on that but i'm 100 percent um happy to hear some feedback if you guys have any on that of course excellent as one of those 25 that made it in with one of mine i'm pretty pumped uh -huh. thank you thank you and thanks for asking that um let me go ahead and ask one more i have a bunch of different questions i'd love to ask but again we want to be able to respect the time of caraphine and so let me ask you this change things how things were done in the past for bpx what would they be and why oh I know this is super, I mean, this is super cheesy, but I don't know that I would change anything. I feel like even when you look at, you know, obviously for those who have been with us from the very, very beginning, you know that the first drop we had at least, or the first few drops were kind of rocky, a little painful and not the smoothest. But then again, if I don't want to say that I would change those, to be honest, because I look back and I feel like that experience actually created tighter bonds with some Blockbacks OGs that experienced it together and became a part of shaping the drops into what they are today and making them smoother and making them a better experience and adding to them. And so I feel like 
while yes, maybe some things we attempted were not as smooth or not as successful or not as welcomed by the community, I feel like all of those things have kind of created this journey that we're all on and has allowed us to create tighter bonds and feel a sense of ownership in what we're building and so on. So I know this is cheesy, but I don't think I changed anything. <laughs> so essentially the theory of the pain itself and the experience learned from mistakes and then all the good stuff that went along got us to where we're at. And if anything would have changed in the past, it could have been a different outcome and maybe not as great as one as we have now. So I understand what you're saying and it makes perfect sense. Essentially, you know, we all love where we're at now and we can't wait to see where we're going forward. With that in mind, let's wrap it up. Anybody has any questions, please um, let us know. We have five more minutes, but Carafine, why don't you go ahead and just wrap up? Like, what would you like to say to everyone? What is it uh, that you have any questions of or that you want to make a statement of? Anything at all. It's totally open to you. I appreciate it. Well, first of all, thank you so much for hosting today. And thank you for having me. I truly appreciate BPX Break Room and BPX After Dark and all of that you guys are doing. Radish, thank you, obviously, for producing the show and doing everything that you're doing. I feel like this is such a great place for the community to come and touch base. And the only thing I would say is, you know, while I do love speaking and I love sharing my opinion, um, it's always so great to hear from you guys. And I know it's not always the easiest thing to jump on stage and chat and ask questions, but I truly truly, truly, really love hearing from you guys, hearing what you guys do on a day-to-day in your lives, hearing your feedback, your thoughts, um, and kind of enjoying when you guys are also a part of the conversation. So my note would probably be, one, thank you for hosting the show, and two, to everyone in the community, uh, feel free to jump on stage anytime. And I think Radish would agree with this, but I definitely would love to be hearing more and more from you guys. And uh, on that note, Carafine and, and Hawkwin, just to hop in, is that we'll be announcing something coming in, coming very soon about there will be potential giveaways for folks who come on stage. So this is very timely, Carafine, for you to bring that up. And thank you for mentioning that. Yes, thank you very much. Um, with that said, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I just want to let everyone know a little bit about um, about Radish. We actually have two community-driven spaces. There's this show, The Break Room, BPX Break Room. And then every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern um, is when that shows. And then BPX After Dark, which is every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, hosted by Jamps. Um, and then this week, I think, is LE1 is the guest. Um you know, today, actually, as um, Sloppy White mentioned, Radish Digital will premiere a new weekly show covering baseball called the Diamond Dialogues. Uh, each week, uh, we'll actually focus on the strengths and weaknesses of one MLB team. My favorite is the Yankees, and I live here in Denver right outside. So I go, I go to probably about 15 Rockies games a year. So hopefully I might be able to get on and do the Rockies. This week, we're going to be doing our first one. It'll be the Atlanta Braves. And the reason why it's um, good for this group, BPX, is because we're going to cover hometown heroes and also BPX daily fantasy games as those products are launched. 
And that's something that I have a ton of experience in. And I'm thinking of doing a, a show sometime in the future just based off of the NFT sports kind of um, daily fantasy and gambling part. Um, I also want to thank our guest, Carol Fien, for joining us today on BPX Breakroom and sharing your time and knowledge and also your insight. I also want to thank everyone who came on stage, which was Ninja, and, and everyone else who engaged just by listening. It really is important for us to be able to know that this is the kind of programming that you want. Uh, any kind of feedback that you can give us will only help us shape this much better to what the community wants. So please post any of that. Let us know. Um, and really the best community I've ever seen, and a lot of us have said that, both listening and here at Radish Digital, it's the best community in Web3 by far. So thank you, everyone, and see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to BPX Breakroom, which is broadcast live each Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern in Twitter spaces at Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. I've been your host, Discord user Jen Khan, and I wanted to thank today's co-host and you, the listener. A special thanks to those in the audience who raised their hand and came up on stage, helping to make BPX the best community in Web3. BPX is a community built for collectors by collectors. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.